So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Ad Brothers podcast. You know, I like to welcome half of the Ad Bros are here. So you have, just to introduce really quick, you have myself, Tony Stallion. And then we have my man um, to my left. Easy Rose, baby. And then we got to the front. I'm AD, and the rest of the world know me as AD. All day. All day. (laughs) All day. So I just want to thank the good people at Electro Positive for uh, hosting us here and having us here. So... AI is in all your products. It's in your cell phone. It's in your computer. It's calculators. In calculators. You still use those. Um, uh, it's in it's in your web browser. It's in you know when when you sign on to Amazon and they suggest something you bought tell two, them two, two, two buys ago. That, telemachines. That, yeah, right. telemachines everywhere, man. They've been around um, forever. You know, and inanimate objects. You know, just learning your behavior, your needs and your wants. How do you guys? Feel about it. So, so before we jump in, that, I just want to tell. I think I told this um, in the chat, but I just want to tell a quick story. So, I was talking Cake about 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 uh, Cerave lotion. I was just like, "Hey, um, you know, you're running low on this." I was at an apartment. I was like, "Hey, you're running low on this." And literally, um, maybe like two minutes later, she was on Instagram and she got a Cerave ad on her phone. Right. So you I just was, said it. Yeah. I just said, "Yo, you're running low on this." Yeah. And it could be, I mean, that can't be a coincidence. No, that's the not a exact no, fucking that... product I said you're running low on, yeah. you get an ad for. Hold on, did she search for it? No. No. Okay. Well, I mean, look, your phones are listening. People talk about how, you know. Oh, yeah. The your echo, mic is on. Yeah, your like, the Echo is listening, slash Alexa, or Siri. the Google Home. Siri. All these phones are listening. They make no mistake. They make, you know, you know, they may say they may not be listening, but they're listening. They're and listening. then let's be real about it, man. You know, we're in the ad game. People yeah. try to sell advertising. And if, if they get any kind of data, whether it's going to be something coming directly from your voice or you input it through text, that's a that's a data point. That's a way, you know, to measure something or a metric that they can use to say, hey, this person said something about a product. We're just going to give it to them. And they're just going to use that algorithm to optimize towards whatever some shit that you said yeah. already. And, it's, and they're yeah. just basically going to say, well, you know, um, this cat, he likes this in... We're gonna just keep right, keep giving it to I mean, him. He says, "No." How, how do you guys feel about? It? I mean, when I, was, um, every, I, I, I think for me, like how I feel about it. I mean, the worst thought about it is, is like watching fucking Black Mirror. Like Black Mirror, that, real. That, that shit is That's the realest real. shit ever. Real. Like, I love like, yo. Because it's Mirror, like, ill, yo. When you're talking about <laughs> technology shit, and man. how it's supposed to optimize all your experiences, right? right and right, there's certain right. things like you got to you have a person, they have a phone function. Function, like I mean, I've seen AD's pre- presentation on how. The you know, so many different products became just in your one mobile device, right? Yeah, right. So, right. so now it's like you have all this shit going on in your phone, and you don't even use probably sixty percent of this shit. So, I mean, it kind of depends. I mean, yeah. I mean, it reminds me of a Minority Report that scene where he, like he's running through the through the streets and like every when something catches his eye, like right. boom, hair to straight to I can't forget his character's name, but hair. Here's this cologne you want, blah blah. blah you know? Oh, it's like you know Wally, right? When there's people float around on those mm-hmm. little floaters yeah, yeah. or those hovering things with the little screens in their faces, it's kind of like that. They uh. getting fed all the stuff that they want, and the funny thing about that, right? That is pretty much how quote unquote the fake news on social media Word. proliferated Word. because Word. of machine learning, a.k.a. Yeah. AI, only fed you the stuff that you like. Exactly. So as opposed to giving you a different point of view or something you didn't agree with, right. which actually enlightens you, it just kept fedding you the stuff that was relevant to you. Right. So that's the point. That's the problem, in my opinion, with AI. It's, it's creating a world where people cannot have a different point of view. Mm. Yeah, it's, it, and That's you know what's so crazy, too? It's like down I, to you. And, you know. it, I mean, if you even talk about fucking Instagram, like, I was like, damn, when are they going to add a dislike button to this shit? Like, there's right. so much shit that's in my feed all day. I'm like, yo, I mean, now... Well, I would dislike a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, but see, now we... Hate on these Now we done got to the point where when you don't click on some shit, motherfuckers say, oh, you hating. You hating. So, so you not clicking. I want to hate, though. I want to dislike. <laughs> Actually, want to hit on people? I, like, I fuck kinda, you. I kind of agree. Shit I kind of agree with AD and shit. Like sometimes you gotta show. You that. need garbage. You need somebody <laughs> you to hate on balance. you. If AI was used with the intent to really push the human species, because right. technically, you know, it's only one race, the human right. race, but the human species, um, 
if we use it in that manner, I think it could be idea. It could be really cool, right? It can be right. that thing to help us actually reach other planets. But unfortunately, you know, like any technology, the moment you weaponize it, you got a problem, oh, right? Yeah. And yeah. I, I'll be honest with you. What's the biggest What's the biggest fallout potentially from AI? Like, anybody want to take a hint? Terminator. The biggest fallout? Well, you know, Skynet, no doubt. But what could potentially become Skynet, right? Like, out of all the services that we know, right? Oh, Apple. Nope. Oh. Nope. Take another one. Mm. I know. It ha- I would think it has something to do with da- data. It's definitely with data. What's the Facebook. biggest? Facebook. Nope. Oh, shit. Damn. Bro. The biggest data you can possibly get on the planet right now is weather data mm. and location data. And who get who got that? Google. Google. Google, Google Maps. And anything <laughs> that's using Google Maps, such as Uber... If Uber becomes like the yeah. autonomous company that it's trying to be, you got ways. You now got a, <laughs> you got a global robot. All right, yeah. let's not scare the people. Oh man, you know it's cool. <laughs> saying, some some people should get woke. I think that's the stay problem. Woke. Some people should get scared, should get scared. And, and fucking change. And we're trying to tell you, we come from, we working this shit. That's true. But I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that Uber's gonna wake up tomorrow and. Kill everybody. <laughs> you got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like that's the only like way. That. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only yeah, way. You're going to make it in a lot of ways. Yeah. All right. So autonomizing AI, that leads me to the next point. These sex dolls are becoming real. (laughs) (laughs) Black Mirror. Black Mirror again. Black Mirror again. (laughs) All all I'm going to say is I've seen some things on social media that was shared in the chat. Not anything explicit nobody having sex with the doll but i'm just like you know you look at japan you look at technology you're like damn yo these things are becoming realer more human every day true and then you know once they perfect it it's like x and and, and, and then i google it price like 2k you think about instagram mile you take out for a weekend that's about 2k right two stacks two stacks right you know i'm just saying but I mean, but anyway, what, you, what 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 do you what do you what are y'all you alls you you two guys thoughts on this? Do you think? And I don't mean to lead the witness with this question, but yeah. do you think this is hurting? Adding not hurting, adding to the to the hurt in terms of how we communicate interact. and interact with each other. I think in terms, so. in terms yeah. of men and women, I guess. Yeah, I, I think we've already started. Like, yeah, that's already I started. Agree. Like started. as soon as social media popped off, and you're giving people a voice and people who probably shouldn't be talking a voice mm. and you know we dealing with like vanity driven people yeah. who all day they just got a fucking cell phone up in the air just looking at their self and looking yeah, at their head the oh, you're man, not even so you don't not even, even know this motherfucker over here about to rob you right. cause you too busy looking at your phone so like I think that Ben started I think this is just the next level so Rosa do you think like most I'm not just going to say just guys, but being that it's guys on this show, yeah. from a guy's perspective, do you think something... And also the sex dolls that I've been seeing are all women. I haven't well, seen any men. Well, I'm sure they got that for, you know, you know, if that's what you're into, right? I'm sure they got that. But the point I'm making here is, right, being that you do have the sex dolls or, you know, Tinder or whatever, all this other stuff, I mean... How much work you got? Well, yeah, because, you know, back in the days, you know, you had to have game to just right. kind of be able to, like, I'm not saying your game had to be strong, you, but you had to have some game. Or you learn from a loss. Absolutely. Well, yeah, but that's, people, but that's game. And people but don't want to take though. L's. That's but the that's, other thing. But that's, Ooh, a, that's, that's, a, but that's game, right? Game is losing. That's like, wisdom. That's wisdom. Like, you know, playing playing the game, it's not always winning. You're going to lose, right? I mean, true. look, yeah. I mean, I met, take I met my wife, um, you know, shout out, you know, shout out to the wife. I'm not going to say your name, but, but you know, we met before Tinder and that stuff really took off. So we're kind of like this weird, young, right. old school couple. But we know a lot of people have met, you know, over like yeah. Tinder or whatever. Got married off of, yeah, true. But yo, if you're that's not talking about. weirdo shit to me, yeah. man. But I'm if you're sorry. talking about like the sex toys or these, these. I guess these living avatars that are not just sex. So these things are actually companions for people. Right. Like people having Netflix and chill moments <laughs> with like, you know, these, these for lack of better words, they're like not human. Yeah. Right. And they're intimate with them. Like, you know, Absolutely. That, I mean, that's the, that's the trait thing. Like not, I'm not going to leave the topic, but you bring up a interesting point that I had this conversation with a friend the other day. Cause um, I'm not going to, Get my age away, but yeah. I, 
me and his friend, you know, we were in high school around 2003 to 2007. And like, you I'll, just give away your age, bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> Bunk. I could have got locked back. You don't know. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is we were in this era or this weird era where I want to say, and I don't want to take credit for it, but I feel like that generation of people, we were the la- we were the bridge between where you had to interact with people. And when the internet mm, and when this whole absolutely. social thing start, started, started, so was the like, last one. So it's like we know, but we know both. We know, like, all right, you got when you out in the street, you the last, not the street, yeah, but when yeah. you out in the bar, you out at a party, you gotta go talk to that girl. Fact. But then we also know the other side where it's well, like, you didn't have to. You could swipe like, left, swipe right. Where yeah, well, you could swipe left, swipe right. But to me, speaking for that generation, I feel, I personally feel weird about a, a whole online dating thing. Blah, blah blah. Like to me, to me, it's like I. It, it's like. But are you gonna people... buy a sex doll? Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not there yet. Like here's the thing. I'm not there yet. But to the also, point, that's a big investment. The point that you that you, you made earlier. That people the point that you made earlier, right. though. Right. Like if you think about that, and it's like when you go out. I mean, I'm a person. I like to you know chop it up with my boys. I like to you know have conversations about all kind of things, right? And then you go out, and then you see people. And they're at a, a dinner table. It's a big crowd. Somebody's birthday, some right, shit. Right. And everybody is at the table at looking at their phone. I'm like, this is what we've come to. Yo, when you come to my house and we have like a dinner party or like a little soiree, I just right. make sure that people put their phones up. That's the you rule. You have like those little bags. Like I don't have a bag. I'm show. old school. <laughs> like, yo. Like they lock yeah. the phone. I need to. I'm like, no, nah, keep <laughs> your shit in your, I think, in your pocket. I, I think it's just like from your generation and, and, and the generation before me, it's like when you were uncomfortable, you were forced to have these conversations and just yeah, now it's like yeah. you have a choice where you're like you know what? I'm gonna go to my comfort zone I'm gonna just jump on where I get these likes our generation I like I said earlier yeah. we had to be comfortable with being uncomfortable yo right. icebreakers like yo, you remember like and, and, oh here's a topic like you know oh, yeah, you my good, bad you good, you but like you know one of the one of the wackest shit in the world but like you know when you come into the office it's like a Monday it's like hey how was your weekend like you gotta just come up with these fake ass conversations right. in a lot of ways but it's like I a mean, lot I of people I still do that, yeah I mean but like a lot of people they, especially in, and no knock to like younger people but they don't communicate like that they communicate via text just, Thomas yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah I remember like yo back in the days you know I'm from Atlanta so yeah. you know a lot of times you want to go and holler at people hang out you had to go to places like the skating ring like I don't know how to skate well, I'm be straight up. I, I got, I can dance. I can skateboard. I got two left feet. We put some roller skates on I me. Mean, I don't know how to skate for shit. But I would still go to the skating ring because right. that's where all the people were. That's right. all the chicks were, man. I'm and, like, fuck that. And on top of that, like, I was busting my ass out there. On but top I didn't of that, care. even like, do you remember when you had to call a girl? And yeah. You call a girl. You had to call a landline. Yeah, the landline, yeah, yeah. The mom landline, pick up. Mom's the brother had brother to pick, pick up. up. Oh, the mama. Man. How you doing, Miss Jones? Who the fuck I, is this? Right, and then you have to, <laughs> why are you calling my fucking right? Phone but so you right? had to you had to carry on a conversation. You had to have a conversation. You had to, know. You had to talk to maybe if you if you called her three times out the week, you might have talked to to maybe four different people to actually get to her. Yo, my mom. You be on the phone like spitting game, whatever. She just pick up the phone and just start dialing. <laughs> she won't even like acknowledge like she don't even wait for like the the, the dial tone. She just start dialing. So you sitting there like, boop, boop, boop. You're like, right. fuck. Hey, yo. Hey, yo, I'm going to hit you back. Now everyone Yeah, she's just like, it's my phone. Right. I should be able to pick it up and dial whenever I want. Man. That was rude. I, but she did it. I remember in high school. Next day, I see a voicemail, and I listen to it. It's like, hello, this is X, Y, and Z's mom. <laughs> it wasn't a pleasant conversation because, you know, she felt how she felt. She felt her, her daughter shouldn't be dating X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. Um, yada, yada. But, you know. It is what it is. It, I mean, we, you know, it, it was a high school fling, so it wasn't nothing serious. But the point is, nowadays, a lot of people don't have to deal with that because either kids have their own cell phones right. at a younger age and they, and they text, so they don't really have to deal with that. Or like, like Rose said, like they don't know how to have these conversations. So it's like a younger person might not know how to communicate with this parent if they heard. They'd be like, damn, fuck it. Like, I don't got to call them back. Damn. And I think this also leads into another topic that we discussed before is due to the fact that you have to articulate your words. You have to communicate. You have right. to talk. You sell. have to retain information. You got to you sell do. yourself. You, you got to sell product. You got to Then you have to lot. organize your thoughts. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Ooh. Yeah, it it's is. It's a lot of work. It's more work. than just coming up with an idea or buying whatever or, 
getting something like produced, you really have to like sell everything all the way through. But oh, the shit. fact that we had to, you know, you know, you came up in a certain time where you had to actually talk to people. Right. It's like, you know, whenever I got a card or something from somebody at church, my mother always made sure she was like, you know what, go call sister whatever, go call mother whoever Man, and I tell them thank you calls. for giving you this card with no money in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Man. I mean, yo, it is what it is. But anyway, you know, next topic, um, kind of tied into what we were talking about in terms of like um, Amazon, but earlier in terms of like just AI products. But a lot of these places are autonomizing their business. Mm-hmm. Um, there's self-checkout. There's no customer service. Or is I want to say no, but there's very limited customer service at Amazon. It's very like commuterized. It's not like you can just call and speak to a person. Um, McDonald's, you order food through a kiosk and, pick it up, and you just pick it up by a person. And eventually, they're going to have a robot bringing that shit to you. You know, what What are you guys' thoughts on autonomi- autonomizing a company, I mean, brand? For me, like, I understand that, you know, it's a lot of young people. That's like a lot of their, their first like jobs. Yeah. That's a lot of their first jobs. I think there's some people who, yeah. who might work there who's trying yeah, to support their family. Well, but, one of my first shows. You know, I, I feel like it's just when it was the nature of the beast of America. But I don't know, bro. I think I think we gotta be careful with this autonomous you know, autonomization of, you know, like industries because I mean, let's be honest, when people ain't working, people get destructive. Yeah. Bad destructive. And yes, they are low wage jobs. I get yeah. it, right? But let's be honest, low wage jobs still power a lot of comp you know, industries here, right? Yeah. So I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, it is a burger joint or it is whatever, or, you know, spider sells, you know, not so great food, but it is that job that if you are in high school, yeah, you got somewhere to go school after job, school, right? Or, and you got somewhere yeah. to go after school, right? And I, I mean, just, yeah, but most of me, I just feel like, you know, it's killing jobs. We got to be careful of that. Right. And it's also taking away yet another human yeah. interaction. And, yeah. and, and for me, some, you know, I used to work at McDonald's, and for some people, it's a way of life. Like, there are some people who may be immigrants and, and people who don't have papers, and this might be this or any restaurant job might be the only job they can get. So it's like, you know, you get, you, you got to kind of tread. I would say companies, you, you got to tread lightly on, on, on how you do this thing. Cause, you do. Because it's like, I, I get it, you know, you want to you wanna cut medical and all that shit and, you know, save money, but... You're fucking with a lot of people's livelihood. You are, man, and I don't know, man. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 one of those things that's although like really fucked up. On the flip side, uh oh, there are some ignorant motherfuckers. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Yeah, I knew it was going to be me. Sometimes, some, sometimes you just want to deal with a robot. <laughs> <laughs> nah, true. <laughs> damn, bro. But, I don't need all this oh, back talk. I just, I just need my. No, yo, you don't. No, you don't need nobody to back talk. Over this drink, I just I throw this order. drink in but, your face. But that, I mean, and don't and, curse me. And then you talking about that, <laughs> like just the directionally where we're going. Like we're talking oh about with the with the with the fake woman, and it's like now they yeah, make the dolls. It's like yeah. you know, some people they probably just don't want to have conversations, right? And have to go deal with certain things. So I mean, I get it. I mean, I think still like I'm all for the people. I'm all about the human element of shit. You ain't running for office, bro. No, nah, I'm just saying. No, no. You don't got to say No, no. Come on, bro. Like, you know me. Like, yeah. I, I get into it with him. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I would rather them and be, all right, I got to deal with that shit. Wouldn't you love your Hennessy with no back talk? <laughs> no, absolutely. 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 You just order that shit in a oh cup, pour, and you go, you go. Absolutely. But then at the same time, like, you, you spoke about, like, that's how you started. You know what I'm saying? Like at a certain point, you weren't you weren't who you are today. Right. Like you had to grow into that. So like, why not give someone else the opportunity to grow yeah. into some shit that you know that they probably didn't see themselves? Like you really thought you see yourself sitting right here today with us two that we didn't even this, know but doing is, a podcast. But this is two different. This is two good perspectives because, I mean, uh, I was at. And uh, I'm, with, I'm down with you on that. <laughs> I'm just saying I got to be objective and show you the other side. I feel you. You got to be a devil's advocate sometimes. I mean, well, I was at some spot today, right? Uh, buying, I don't know, soup, something like that, whatever. Not, well, yeah, I was at some store. And I'm like walking in and I'm like, dang, you know, these, these cats are just not paying me any attention. Like, I just want to exactly. cash out and leave. So they're back there talking smack, texting on their phone. Oh, that's And tough. in my mind, I'm like, yo, exactly. you don't have no clue that. 
your job, job about to be gone. It's about to be gone. But in my mind, they don't care anyway. Yeah. Right? So it's like, Fuck yo. Them. I, I just know, walk man. out. Yo, so there's like an indicate like near the job. Like I got into it with a girl one time and she told me she was like, sir, hold on. I'm like, what? Walked out. But I, but I, I got my emotions. I got right. my feelings. What I should have did was order the food, order another round of food and then bounce. And then dipped. Yeah. But yeah. I mean. That's I, me being petty. I'm on my. <laughs> the one thing I would say just to wrap this topic up is. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a whole nother podcast. But if you are not satisfied with service or you're not satisfied, don't with pay for it. You don't have to stay. You don't Leave. have to pay for it. You don't have to front for anybody and feel like because you walked in, you got to complete the transaction. If you're not yeah. happy, Leave. you're not being treated well, just wait two or three years. There will be and robots. We'll be a robot. Oh, <laughs> damn. And you will get oh, the service. You will get the service. <laughs> just want to be clear for the record. All right. So, Ralph Lauren. For those who remember the 90s, they are bringing back the Snow Beach Collection. Uh, first question, are brands running out of innovative ideas? Um, the second mm. question, Snow, um, Snow Beach Collection or just Ralph Lauren in general, what, does that, what did that mean to you growing up? The third question, because we all are not from privileged families, what did that mean in the hood having Ralph Lauren? Yeah. So I mean, you look like you want to jump on. No, this. no, no. I was just thinking about like the first one, and I and you know I probably want to lean on AD a little bit just from because this is like what he do every he does every day with like ideas and shit. Right. Yeah. But I feel like you know like anything else, a lot of shit is always recycled. True. Right? Like I think baggy jeans is gonna come back. It's out. nothing like, new under the sun. You know what I mean? Like it in the eighties they wore. Tighter jeans and like now in it's the early eighties, like, early eighties, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But even like NWA eighties, like, that's true. They have fitted easy, jeans. They have fitted and jeans. Beach ass, right? Exactly. And now, like, if you talking about fitted now, jeans and Jerry curls, you you talking about now? Like, you see like a lot of cats with the with with the flat tops, and they got like the little spray colored. Right. I mean, that shit is from the nineties. Look exactly yeah, yeah. the Kwame and the polka dots yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. It kind of makes sense. It's like, all right, you're going to revisit a certain time. And, you know, a lot of people, that was like a very, I would say, popular product uh, mm. for the yeah, Ralph Lauren right, right. brand. So it's like, you know, now you have people who have an opportunity to relive that. I and mean, you're talking about like the Jordan brand. Like they they make the same sneaker over and over. And actually, the product is actually worse than yeah, what it was yeah, when it first bad. came out. So, I mean, is it lacking innovation? Yeah, maybe a little bit, but I think it's more about just saying like, all right, we're going to highlight this shit. This is a product that did well. Right. We're going to have a whole bunch of kids or whomever, a person who probably had it mm-hmm. back in the day or they want their kids to have it. Influencer. You know, I know like right. a lot of people who buy shit because they didn't have certain things growing up. Now they got yeah. a better right. situation and yeah. now they want to get their kids things the that, thing they, that they, could, oh, they couldn't get. Not my so, kid. I, I want to get myself. Oh, no, no, no. So, oh, you so still on you. Oh, no. I don't got no kids. I'm with so you because like, yeah. you, know, you know, my journey is self-fulfilling, self-awarding. So I'm yeah. with you. Well, but, I think it's a little both, both. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I look. Yeah, I think brands have gotten lazy. I think they've gotten lazy in terms of like innovating ideas, right? Um, I mean, the only brands that are actually innovating right now are the tech brands. And exactly. they're like actually running ideas themselves. But I think more so than anything, bro, um, is that um, brands don't want to spend the money, right? Mm, I mean, true. you know, here's the thing about ideas. Ideas can come, ideas can go. And I'm sure that a lot of like agencies or groups or creatives or just overall companies that approach brands or internal groups at the brand, right, have come up with some phenomenal ideas, but they don't want to pay for them, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, the, you know, brand managers or CMOs, you know, they want to spend a lot of money. They want to show that they can increase tick or push people through the funnel or push sales right, without right, spending right. a lot of money yeah. right. because, you know, they coming in the door with uh, a target on their head right. off the rip with a timeline. They probably could be a two years exactly. max. And they move it on. So it's more so afraid to innovate, don't want to spend the money. And I just think, you know, they've gotten lazy. Yeah. You know, because yeah. to your point, I don't know. It's still nothing original on the sun. It's all that's how true. you interpret it and apply it for the right. current moment. It's about your and lens. that's what makes it original. And, yeah. I, and I like what you said. Like, before actual product comes out, you'll probably see 100 ideas that die. Before yeah. that one that comes up and, and it becomes the final product. So I, I can only imagine... You know, and, and I got a lot of respect for fashion, for, for for most fashion brands, because it's like, 
as simple as it looks, you don't. I mean, I don't personally work in, in the fashion industry, so I can't really speak to it, but I can only imagine how many ideas, uh, you know, come up or come on the drum board before it's actually like, all right, this is the product we're going to make. This right. is what's going to, to, the, to, the, to the factories, and this is what we're going to, you know, push out. You know what brands need? Brands need to be treated like a quarterback with a time limit. Mm. Because maybe we, don't need new, maybe we don't need brands to innovate. Maybe we need new brands to fit the time. Right. Ralph Lauren was great 25 years ago. Yeah. Maybe it ain't Ralph. Maybe it's not Ralph time anymore. But I mean, it's maybe a classic. It's, maybe it's a classic, and classics are what they're supposed to be. Right. Classics. You don't, you don't change a classic, right? right. right. Classics ain't going to innovate. They're just going to stay what they are, like a classic brand. Right. But maybe maybe a Virgil Abloh is the new Ralph Lauren. I don't know, mm. right? But right. I, but he's speaking of the time right now. So yeah, maybe yeah. that's a better approach to say maybe we need new brands if we want new innovation. Right. That's probably true. That is very true. Um, but, you know, just to jump to the next two questions, I mean, I'm not sure how it was in, in ATL. I can definitely speak to it in New York. But, like, how did how how was, like, Ralph Lauren and, like, just the brand out in ATL? Like Nobody and, like, was stealing stuff. Were, were people wearing it? Like, they were just that buying it. They were just buying it. They were buying it, you know. I mean, I mean, let's be for real, right? Atlanta was, Atlanta's a very, like, very different city from a lot of other urban cities because mm -hmm. Atlanta was an encompassed people from Atlanta and other people from other, quote-unquote, black cities, right? So, you know, you had the best of the best at the time coming there to go to the schools or other jobs. So you didn't have to worry about you didn't this idea of, like, bomb rushing a Macy's yeah. to, like, you know, yeah. to, like, take, to, to take some, shit, like, Ralph bro. Lauren. The problem with that is... You're going to bum rush from Macy's at South DeKalb Mall. When you come out the mall, what the fuck are you going to run? Mm. You have no subway system. Yeah. You have, you're going to get in a car yeah. and, and, and peel off. Right. You can do that, <laughs> but it's just not logistically set up right. for that type of whatever. And plus, too, you know, most people got a little pocket chain. They right. just go buy polo. And, yeah. and, 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 then, and then for people who don't, who, you know, aren't thinking about it, I mean, Midtown, especially like 42nd Street in that area where I, yeah. think, I think it was like 34. It was 34th 34th Street. Street where Macy's was. Yeah. I, that was not the safest place in the United nah, States. So it's like real. you could get away with just running in the train station, just yeah. dipping and just be out. That's true. Um, but what about you, Rose? Uh, I mean, what it, what, what it, I mean, it, I, if it didn't mean anything, that's cool. But like, no, nah, I mean, growing up, as you know, a brand, you know, like, I mean, just neighborhood wise, it was, it was popular, uh, that, and as well as, you know, other brands like you know like so i would say i mean i'm just talking from the the standpoint of like new york city like just growing up and just watching like older cats and shit that they was wearing like it was like a very popular brand mm, yeah, um, yeah. you know not just that brand there's other brands i'm just not gonna be naming brands yeah, 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 yeah. you know they whatever but Fuck me. right <laughs> <laughs> but um you know, I mean, I, I think it almost became like a lifestyle for like a lot of people. Mm, I mean, yeah. I know we kind of spoke about this too. And like, we talked about it earlier, but it's like, you know, you take that and as well as, all right, here's the brand. And okay, now, per what AD was saying, like a few cats, like, I'm not gonna steal the shit now. But like, you know, anyone who's from a lot of uh, like urban neighborhoods, um, you know, like this, the cat who, not only were they wearing these brands, but it's like, all right, you know, they're like, uh, they're kind of like models or like mannequins for it, oh, like yeah, walking I mean, mannequins for it. They be collecting like cars, umbrellas, exactly, cups. So now it's like paper it's, cups. Now and now, you know, strength is in numbers. So yeah. like now, you got people who are like, all right, I see all these cats wearing it. It's like, yo, that shit looks kind of cool. But at the same time, they're selling this shit because they stole it. So I'm, I'm, I'm shouting yeah, out the true. low life crew in Brownsville. True. But you know what I'm saying? I love so, that culture, man. It's, it has its own culture. It has its own culture. I mean, so, I mean, just the idea of that. I'm like, oh, shit. So, and, and no disrespect, because, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, look, man, I respect, it's, it's part of hip-hop culture. I'm a huge hip-hop head, right? Whatever. Um, would you say that low the low life kind of gave birth or credence to what a lot of people call, I wouldn't say hype beast-ish, but the hype beast kind of mimicking Things that the low life did, but hype beats are standing line buying the shit. Yeah, low life was just yo run your shit, right? Yeah, I'm, I, <laughs> I, I think I think um, I think they had their own movement. I think okay, 
just with the impact of the internet, we were going to get hype beast kind of people anyway, because like you got to think about right. it. You know, we're just talking about New York City. They might have had a newspaper article here, like, you know, some shit over there, like people talking about it. They might be on, right. I don't know, video music box or some shit. But now we have the internet. That's brought all of us together. Right. So yeah. now it's, it's like interest based. Right. So I'm interested in this. So I like this public, I like this publication. Yeah. I'm into sneakers. I mean, my barber was the guy yeah. who told me about low life yeah. ten years ago oh, when, I, shit. when I first moved to New York. I had no clue what that means. Yeah. Right? No, I'm not, and not yeah, to yeah. say that anybody in Atlanta didn't know about it. I'm just saying that the people I know, at least, at least I didn't know. Yeah. So I wasn't checking for it. I was a nerd. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But his <laughs> thing, like, and I will say, like, a lot of those cats like died for this shit. Yeah, yeah. A lot of those cats are in jail for like a long time. A lot of those cats, like, you know, they represented what they represented, right. and you know. Some of them are writing books. Some of them are progressive and doing other things. Some of them are not doing nothing. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Um, Just to jump in, you know, I'm from Queens. I know the low lives most. They're all from Brooklyn, right? Um, Yeah, so it's uh, Marcus Garvey Village in Brownsville. And I believe uh, St. John's Place. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, like, growing up, I didn't, I mean, I didn't know what a low life was until probably, like, high school. So, like. I, you know, I agree with you. It's like it's not something, unless you're in the culture or or you know people or you got a, like an OG, not an OG, but like an older brother or someone who, for me, that would tell you about it. Or you just grew up in the culture you wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, to answer your question, I don't think they were hype beasts because, I mean, for those who don't know, I mean, a hype beasts. You know, I, I just Google it because when you asked, I was like, hmm. But more so, so did they get but, birth to it? Yeah, did they get birth oh, to did it? They bu- uh, I definitely don't think they were hype beasts though. Nah, definitely not. Did they get? I don't know. I mean, I, I, mm, I think, I feel like I don't know. Like, that's a whole other podcast. But I feel, I feel like <laughs> no. I'm just saying because I, like, I think it's really the I internet, like, man. I, that's exactly I, okay. I was say, it's I really the, the internet. internet because like a hype beast is a person who follows a trend to be cool or right. in style, right? And you know, back in the in the in the nineties, when it comes to hip hop, fashion, everything, I feel like. Most people didn't want to follow the trend. They didn't want to be in style. Right. They wanted to. They was like, "Oh, word, so and so is doing this. Damn, how can I do this differently?" That's what made Wu Tang so dope. Exactly. Yo, the Wu. That's what made Wu. I mean, Wu I'm came sorry, out off, But that's what made Wu Tang so dope because they came with their own style and, and and using the karate flicks, right? And then everyone in the group rapped differently. Yeah. Each and every yeah. one of them. And they all were like good enough to have solo careers. Yeah, exactly. You'll never find that again. I mean, like, honestly, this is like the Wu Tang of podcasts. Few of them low hits. You know, I, I want to get copyrighted a lawsuit, but yeah. honestly, like, we like the Wu Tang. Shout out podcasts, to the Wu because you know, shouts to, to the Slums of Shaolin yeah. and everybody. But like, you know, Riz is from Brownsville too. We all yeah. do different things, and uh, we all come together and, and make something great, like Voltron. Um, all right, cool. So. Why do black people love Hennessy and Newports? Okay. When it comes down to Newports, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm going to be real with you. I know a lot about Hennessy, and I'll get to that in a second. But I could truthfully say, I'm not just going to say Newports, but just talk about cigarettes. Right? Because, right? you know, my mom and dad smoked cools growing up. And I had another cousin. She was a Virginia Slim, and other people smoked uh, Newports, whatever. As we say in the South, Pauls. Right, you know, I feel like it's not so much as Newports because we are brand aware like that. I think it's the flavor, like we love menthol. Filter. It's the filter and the flavor. They love menthol, like like yo, black folk love menthols. Like so, where it's like cool menthols, Benson and Hedges menthols. Y'all remember Benson and Hedges? Uh, yeah, I'm old. Talking about camels, camels, right? Camels. Ooh. I don't think that they ever had. I don't think they had menthols and camels. Camels with white boys, like like twelve year old white kids would smoke those, right? Like that's just what they did. Right. But I feel like we're just brand aware. But I think that whatever brand had the flavor, that's what we went with. I know Newport, Benson and Hedges, and 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 Cools had them menthols, and we love menthols. I don't know why. I mean, mean, we love them. Shouts to uh, fuck. What's his? Shouts to the to the homies that smoked Black and Miles. Yeah, Black and Miles. But uh, Shannon Sharp. Shannon, Shannon Sharp. Yeah, 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 I was gonna say Shannon. Yo, that's I mean, like every other cousin I, I got. Love them Miles, man. But I think it's just like a stress thing. Like you know, I hear from people that. Well, you why know, Newports? Newports? It's just the advertising, I guess. It gotta be. But also too, if you think about it, um, 
When you look at stores, when they selling Lucy's, it's mostly Newports. So I think it's just like so a, it could a, be a finance it's a, thing. It's a bit of a of an advertising and thing. The it's a bit a, of a marketing way, thing. Right. The so the way it's served, and, yeah. and, and the way, the way it's, it's served, it's yeah. like I, I personally I've never seen stores selling other cigarette brands as Lucy's. Like it's always Newports. Yeah, or, the, or 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 oh, sorry, I was no, just no. say or if you're in the hood, you buy like, Newport, Newports, Newports. The other thing, though, else. too, is, like, you got to think about the consumer journey, right? Like, mm. how, how did that person end up smoking cigarettes in the first place, right? right? Like, you probably started off getting smoking some weed. and For us, we used to go buy our parents' cigarettes. Right. That like, too. we was, like, oh, yeah. six. Back, we, in the day. back in the days, you could be six and buy Newport. If, right. Buy cigarettes. If, if, the, if, the, if the grocery store man or, or in my hood, the gas station guy knew your pops. They get your carton. You, they, you, you, your, you'd be like, your parents would be like, yo, go buy that shit from the store. They, they know. Right. So oh, they even, give you their ID. <laughs> right. And be like, yo, go buy that shit. Right. So even with that, though, you got to think about, all right, then how did your, your parents even start even smoking cigarettes, right? Like, I mean, I could think about our generation. Like, I, I, I kind of agree. Like, maybe, you know, your parents, you were able to go get it for your parents. Or, like, I think, like, a lot of people, too, they start smoking weed, and then their life changed a little bit, where it's like they got this job where they can't smoke weed anymore, right. so and they, they just pulse. need something, right. you know. Or they can't, they can't smoke exactly. it during the day, yeah. Or, or you got cats who probably didn't have, like, a lot of money. and So did it start with hip-hop when it come out of Newport? So it was know. before See, that. That's a good question. Because I, I remember hip-hop. Like it was in movies more. I think before. you're right, but I remember hip hop was the thing like that made Newport's popular that, that I noticed. Because to your point, everybody that smoked weed always followed up with a with a, a pulp, right? Mm, or yeah, even after certain true. people they drink. And true, they, true. They need a cigarette. Smoke like a this, this certain this certain people that they only smoke after they drink. Or you got people who eat. They eat food. My mom's to be that way. My food. mom and dad when they eat to finish eating, they smoke. They a smoke a cigarette because. They say it keeps you full. I don't you smoke. Yo, you Mom. finish fucking, you <laughs> smoke that smoke cigarette. Smoke a cigarette. Had a cig, right? Yo, my homeboy said he passed a breathalyzer test. Don't nobody have to do this, but, <laughs> you know, he had been drinking. Yeah, that's the South, whatever. And, you know, like, I guess he didn't want to, like, deal with that. So his other cat that we knew from high school said, man, you need to smoke this cigarette. Mind you, he didn't smoke cigarettes, but he puffed the cigarette. Supposedly, it messed up the breathalyzer. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, All right, well, we know. But don't go out there doing it. Don't go out there and try that and get in trouble because exactly. of me. Right? Uh, we're not advocating for smoking, but Hennessy. Hennessy. So it's funny. Let's talk about that. Let's right? talk about that. I want AD to start. I want AD to start. So this goes back to Rose's consumer journey that he talked about. He talked a lot about that, right? So if you think about. I want you to end it with the first time you had. First time I had When you ride that okay. bull, yeah, you, you can't get off of it. You can't get off it's of it. It's a wild ride. Um, All right, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to re- remind me of that, that right, point, gotcha, right? Gotcha, gotcha. Because uh, it's a very southern way how I got introduced to Hennessy. Um, so, reading this book by um, Hennessy, ironically, called A Toast to the World's Preeminent Spirit. It's called Hennessy, right? It's a Rizzoli book by this guy by the name of Glenn O'Brien wrote it. Um, they talked about, like, like just Hennessy as this brand, like this vanity brand. Like a lot of people thought it was like some hood stuff, but actually it's a very premier drink just because the, the what goes into it is whole notion about the O to V, which means water of life and all this stuff yeah. that goes into making a cognac. It's a lot to think about, right? Well, when it comes down to black people specifically, um, it was the ultimately the soldiers from World War II yeah. who basically was experienced, and not just soldiers, uh, musicians, jazz musicians, soldiers, all kind of world travelers, go back to this travel thing we talked about earlier, who went to France and different parts of France and was living um, this abundance of life uh, that they couldn't live here in America. Right. And if you in France, well, what you going to do? You're going to learn how to drink cognac. It's kind of like Mudbound. Exactly. Just like Mudbound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's on Netflix. Right. You got to go check that out. Yeah. But this guy by the name of Herb Douglas mentioned that in the book, right? Uh, long story short, this guy's like the first African-American sales rep for Hennessy USA. Um, he started in 1963. He's a former track and field star, right? Uh, he started out selling paps uh, to black people in the southeast. And when he found out that the bottom, when it came down to the liquor business, it wasn't any, it, black and white mean nothing. It was about the bottom line. Who's buying this shit and who's selling it? At the time, Hennessy had terrible distribution, so they would package their bottles with, like, uh, some other cheap whiskeys, right? Because 
bourbons and Tennessee whiskeys and stuff like that was like the thing in America. But when it came down to like getting Hennessy, we, we, we can just say trendsetters back then or what we call influencers now. Um, he basically partnered up with people from the NAACP, the Urban League, fraternities such as the, uh, the Elks, Masons, all these Greek letter organizations. Mm. These are like upwardly bound people, right? And they're aspirational. So they, their whole goal is to live a certain kind of lifestyle. Well, if you think about all of those things, as well as entertainers, as well as those you know guys coming back from the war or whatever, it became a part of our uh, overall, like, I guess, culture to like Hennessy because if you think about drinking <laughs> Hennessy, it's like drinking freedom. It's almost like when you go to a black person's house and they had the picture of Martin Luther King. Yeah. And then Malcolm X and, <laughs> and then they got Obama yeah. and, and Jesus, Jesus and shit. And then you got Hennessy White in the Jesus. corner. White Jesus. For the record. So, yeah, it's just like that, right? So it's all it became synonymous with, like, um, you know, I wouldn't say I arrived, but for lack of better words, I have arrived. Right, right, right. I've traveled. This is kind of like, you know, the higher life. Yeah. You know, us coming out of the 1960s with bloody, you know, bloody decade of, like, the civil rights movement, the, right. the youth movement, the anti-war movement, counterculture, all those different movements yeah. happening in the 60s. Well, when you go through craziness, you just want to live, right? And, you know. Ooh, free love. Yeah, free love, right? Yeah, 70s. Huh? Stay nope. away from that powder. No um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that got us drinking Hennessy. is ultimately all those combinations back then. And then now you talk about, like, going forward. Well, after a while, you're like, well, I drink Hennessy because my dad drank it or my granddad drank it. And then it makes its way into the hip-hop culture. And then here we are. Talking about why black people are Hennessy. <laughs> you know, it's like an urban legend. We didn't know, right? Until yeah. I read this book. I'm like, well, damn, that actually makes sense. Right. And my barber mentioned this, too. I'm a barber. He's dope, man. He's he's, he's really okay. dope. What about... Shit, what man. It's hard to come after that shit. Damn, where? <laughs> exactly. Um, what was the question? Yo, I, I'm, I went so many places I mean, after why, hearing why, that. I mean... Why do why do you feel black people love Hennessy? Or or what what and what was your experience with what we call oh, so that I uh, share that last experience. Yeah, yeah, experience. I'm first, southern. Your first experience. My first experience of drinking Hennessy was at a strip club. <laughs> I mean, it's a very southern thing. I mean, you know, one of the bros of you know, Ad Bros, he loved going down to the A and he said getting five dollar hand and you know, you know, lap dance, that was his thing, right? So that's how I got introduced to it because, you know, my brother took me to the strip club when I was 18. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm not supposed to be there, but hey, it's the South, whatever. Okay, yeah, it's, and then, it's you know, culture. so if you're in a club, well, you're going to drink something. So I had I, I had Hennessy at the strip club for the first time. That's a good one. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, man, that's a good what about, one. What about you? Um, no, nah, I, I, everything that AD said, like, it makes sense. Um, you know, for me, I think everyone in the neighborhood, like I grew up in, mm. they was drinking it. And then it was like like older cats. So you saw, yeah. you saw older cats drinking it. So, you know, for me, I grew up, like I, I was outside when I was 12, 13 years old, like partying and doing all kind of shit. Right, so right, like, right, you know, right. you going out, you know what I'm talking about, Sean. Like you going exactly. out and you, you got people, you got cats. So like the crew are... I was with like we never like looked up to people like we had our own crew we always gotcha. had our own money yeah but you know my boy and like his family they always had like parties and shit yeah so like that Were they was Caribbean yeah oh yeah so like they Caribbean always had parties, parties and shit and and it was like what always there so yeah. that became one of the things it's like all right you know what this is what we drinking but you know we went through different phases of stuff but like Hennessy's just been consistent like gotcha. um I. I remember the first time I got drunk, and I don't really remember the first time I had Hennessy because I feel like the first time I got drunk, I got drunk off E and J. If anybody knows, Earth that's and that, jerk. That's that easy, <laughs> but from the hood, that's that easy Jesus, easy Jesus, that's easy Jesus, Earth and, um, jerk. And that was like, yo, that was crazy. But interesting. My first like story with Hennessy, like my first story, I remember I was um. I might have been like 18, 19, and I was in a club. Uh, of course, I was too young to get in, but I felt like got at in that anyway. time. We got in, I think we might have paid the, the bounce or whatever. So we got in, and so we in there. It's a popular song playing, 
I guess at the time. And so like all the cats I'm with, they went to go holler at these girls. So they left the bottle with me. Yo, we mad young. You gotta be the bottle protector though. I was the bottle protector. And I ended up drinking. I get ended up drinking. Yo, man. I woke I remember waking up and I was at I was on the couch at my boy's house. And his pops was like, Yo, man, you you must have had a good night. And I was like, Yo, that shit was crazy. That's my (laughs) story. That's your story. (laughs) Word. I can't really speak to why black people like Hennessy. Um, yeah. I agree with both of your points in terms of like what Hennessy meant to the community. For me, from my point of view, it was really a machismo thing. Mm-hmm. Really? Because, you know, when, you, when you're drinking underage, obviously you're drinking like hypnotic, you're drinking beers, you're drinking all this stuff. But you weren't, for me growing up, you weren't a man until you could take Hennessy and survive. Like really? If you had Hennessy and got a hangover, really? you, you failed. But if you drank Hennessy and the next day you woke up and you were good, that's your, like you, you, that's your past. You you and you in the eyes of uh, of my friends, you oh you It's oh, like a you, rite you of passage. Kind yeah, of it's thing. a rite it's a rite of passage. You're a right. big dog. Um I will agree like I agree with your points. Like the first time I I mean, not the first time I saw it, but the majority of the time I see it, Caribbean parties, you know, Caribbean people they they pulling out the cognac and like they drinking it and I would say my first remembrance of Hennessy, whatever and, and it was New Year's, so back in high school, you know we used to have this had these things called Incredible Hulks. Oh yeah, that's yeah, the hypno. That's the, the hypno. That's, that's the hypno. You give me an yeah. The hypno. Hypno with the hand, and right? The hand dog, and that shit come out green. When it come out pure green, pure green. Yeah. you know that. You drink got yourself into some shit, man. Yeah. Now looking back at it, that shit was stupid as fuck. Yeah. It was, man. <laughs> you mess it up good. You mixing uh, yeah. good ass liquor, and you don't need to mix well, Hennessy. No, yeah, you don't. You don't. Hennessy is is, but is hypnotic, n- but evenly blended. But at the time, like, hypnotic became super popular because it was it a lot of hip hop, hop, lot of hip hop music videos. That shit was like, like fake Alize to me. Yeah, it was like Alize popped it off because I didn't know Alize came first. I, to me, I felt like Alize came because Tupac used to rap about Alize. Thanks for Alize. But oh, the other thing about Hennessy too, I didn't mean to cut you off. Nah, go but ahead. like Mob Deep is like when I yeah. really started. Like when they had the Hennessy jerseys. Oh shit. Uh, they had the That's Hennessy jersey. I think it was even spelled wrong, but that shit looked fly to me. And Nas, you know, Nas, and Nas too. He was talking oh, yeah, Nas, about it. Yeah. I don't know if he talked about it first or Tupac. For me, I felt like so. I had. I felt like Pac, it, but I don't know. It might have been according to Nas. It was him first because I felt like they was talking about Hennessy on Genesis, like the very first song when it's him, Az, yeah, yeah. and Jungle, yeah, yeah, and they yeah, just yeah, talking Henny. Pass the Henny. Pass the Henny. Right. Yeah. But see, Pac uh, was out before that. He was, and he was talking. Was he talking? I, about, I don't know. We, we I don't know. I'm from up. New York. I mean, who? No, no. I'm saying I'm from New York. Like I was more. I mean, Tupac was obviously yeah, in New York, but yeah. I was like early, early, early on. I was like yeah. a Nas guy. Like I didn't really yeah, get onto Tupac. I always knew Tupac from acting. Oh yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I, I learned about his music a little bit after. But just to wrap up the story, so. I brought some hypnotic to to, to the party. We was in Bro- we was in Brooklyn actually. I came to Brooklyn. I'm from Queens. Just what part of Brooklyn now. Uh, I think it was like East New York. Oh, East it was, New York. It was close to the Ville. Oh, South East New York. Out. If I wasn't from Brownsville, I'd probably be from East New York. But um, I, rem- I remember I remember I bought hypnotic, and then, and then the people in the in the in the crib looked at it and was like, "Hold up, what the fuck is?" They was like, "Hypnotic." I was like, nah, 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 bro. I saw it in the fab video. I, I, brought, I, brought, I, I was like, yo, I saw it in the fab video. I brought it to, to mix with the, the hen dog. Um, and yeah, you know, I was drinking champagne and then I was drinking Hennessy. And then you got fucked up. Yo, the next day, that's a bad I mean, like, my, my Did head. you have was, a beer too? I didn't, but. Before you started drinking beers. Yeah, that was before I was in bed. Yeah, next day you but, had um, been. The next day I was done, bro. I, I called out of work. I was like, yo, I can't make it. I'm sick, bro. I'm not making any shit. Um, but yeah, in my younger age, there, there was a lot of times I fucked up on Hennessy. But I've tamed that beast, I feel. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, it, to me, I, like, I think we were talking about it before we started recording. I think Cognac is misinterpreted as a drink that people guzz on they do shots of. Nah, you're supposed, 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 yeah. supposed to sip. You're supposed to sip that shit. You get a cognac glass to sip it. Supposed yeah. to enjoy. That's, that's upscale it. bars, man. I go to dive bars. Oh. <laughs> no, they still <laughs> give it to you in a cognac glass. They don't give it to me in a cognac glass, right. bro. They give nah, it to me in a shot, 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 glass. shot glass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you can ask for it neat, bro. I do, yo, I don't drink that shit mixed. 
produced. Yeah, I tra- drink it neat. All right. Bro, I don't disrespect that. <laughs> but anyway, I don't disrespect the whiskey neither. I don't drink nothing uh, mixed. Um, but anyway, unless it's house whiskey, maybe I'm not. <laughs> but anyway, fuck that shit. All I'm saying is, like, it's a good drink. Um, I think it's just one of those things that, just to wrap up what I think we all say, it's just culture. It's just embodied in our yeah. culture and how we grew up, and you just grew up around it. And, we made it popular. And, 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 to, and to me, like, I, I don't know if you would agree, but I, I just feel like it's a rite of passage when you, when you, when you get into the... To, it, and again, if you're into drinking, when you get into the drinking stage of your, of your age and life, it's one of those things that's like, yo, man, if you don't, if you don't try, th- if you don't at least try this, what are you really drinking, bro? Yeah. Uh, Mag Dog 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Easy Jesus. Easy Jesus. Easy Jesus. Oh, man. You know, terrible right. shit. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I love you. Peace. Good morning, good evening, and good night. Peace.